What is happening, guys? Back with another episode of the CBM Effect. Uh, hope that everybody is good. Uh, I wanted to touch base on a bit of a different topic today, one that I've not overly covered in a podcast yet. Um, and that is the topic of getting shredded. <laughs> the shreds. Uh, a bit of a buzzword. I don't overly like it. Um, but with summer coming up, everybody wants to know, how do I get shredded? How do I get some abs? How do I get beach body ready? Uh, and I want to walk you through just how much effort that can take and just how bad you might feel to get there. Uh, I do need to distinguish something here. Most people's idea of shredded is actually just a little bit as, as lean. Uh, I'm not talk. I'm not going to talk about getting stage ready, um, but I'm going to talk about getting very, very lean. Um, a little bit of abs to me, it, it can be doable depending on the person. Um, but a lot of the time, it takes so much more effort than one would think. And you need to ask yourself, is it worth it? Am I prepared to do the hard things that I don't want to? For example, if you're doing 6,000 steps right now, are you prepared to double that? If you're eating 3,000 calories a day, are you prepared to go like two-thirds, like a half of that if needed? I don't think it would be needed, just to clarify. But you, it requires a lot of work here. Um and I think, first of all, we need to consider the set point that an individual is in. Um, like, how is your training experience? What's your training age? Are you new to training? Uh, are you a little bit into training? Um, where's your current calories at? Where's your current output at? So these are the things you need to consider, first of all. What is your starting point and what is your timeline? Obviously, the more work you have to do and the less time available to you, it's going to be harder to do. But for those that, for example, I coach, they've been set up all across the winter and the autumn there into the spring to get put in the best position possible where output can be lower. Output, just to clarify, is your steps and your cardio and your input, your calories is higher. So you want to have that in the best position possible, first of all. Otherwise, you are making hard work of it. And again, going back to calories and input, there is a big difference. Calories are not created equal. So if you're having 3,000 calories of shit food, that's not going to amount to very much. And if it's yo-yoing up and down, so some days it's 2,500, some days it's 3,000, some days it's 4,000, some days it's 2,800, that is not giving the body what it needs and it will be harder. And I can tell you that firsthand because I've been there and I've done it and it hurts. Um, so I think initially you need to establish your set point of being like, right, where's my current numbers at and how much time do I have to do the task at hand? Um, and then from there, you need to be a little bit cutthroat. Like I do believe that when you want to get incredibly lean, the best thing that you can do is have a coach or another set of eyes to guide you to make the hard decisions that you might not necessarily want to make. Um, I remember my prep last year, there was many a times where Vaughn decreased my calories or up my cardio and I was like you don't need to do that why are you doing that to me uh, and he, he did he totally did and uh, we can even say the same this year um, I felt a little bit hard done by um, but looking at it I'm like no that was needed that was needed uh, so yeah we've got the whole idea of, of getting lean um, and let's say you want to get lean for summer now which is what maybe 15 16 17 weeks away uh, let's just put it out there right now. If you're four stone overweight, you're not going to get shredded. Um, if you're very lean right now, you might not need that much time. But what we need to do is set our initial numbers. So let's take, for example, me. Over the last couple of months, my calories have went from like four and a half. They're down at 2,300 right now. My cardio went from 40 minutes a week to 40 minutes a day. Averaging eight, 9,000 steps to hitting well over 12 a day. 
Uh, and that'll only continue. What we need to consider is that what is currently a deficit for your body, it will adapt and that deficit will slow down and soon become a maintenance point. And that's why you can't buy into things like single meal plans to do the trick. Like you need constant evaluation and monitoring because that set point that does X for you now will change over time. Um, so constant evaluation of your set point will be important. Um, so again, we need to look at rate of loss here. Let's say for example, you've got 10 kilograms to lose. Um, that's maybe quite fair to some people. Maybe you've got 12 kilograms to lose. Um, and let's just say for argument's sake, you've got 12 kilograms to do it in uh, 12 weeks. So straight away, you're looking for uh, a rate of loss of one kilogram per week, which is fairly straightforward. It is, but it's finding the position where your energy balance is to get there. So say for example, say you take off 500 calories a day, you double your cardio and you add on 2000 steps a day because you want to hit the wall hard. You want to hit the ground hard, sorry. And you get the first week in and you've not had that much of a drop off. Then the bad news is, is that that's not enough of a deficit. You're going to have to increase that. Let's say, for example, you get a big drop off. Uh, maybe the first couple of kilograms come off easily and then you get another week where it's a kilogram off and then the next week it's like, right, 0 0.4, 0 0.5. Bad news again, it's not enough of a deficit. Um, and that's where you need to be cutthroat with your decisions, especially when you're working with a timeline, is knowing that you've got a rate of loss you're looking for and that you need to match the uh, the energy balance to get to that. And sometimes it can be preemptive changes. We've done that before where uh, I feel like the, the rate's been going nicely for two, three, four weeks uh, and Vaughn's turned around to me and said, yeah, let's change just to make sure it continues. Um, and then what you need to consider is that every week that you're doing this, every week that you're losing a, a kilogram of, of body fat, yeah, you're getting a step closer to your goal, but you're also depleting your body of, of resources. You're depleting your body of body fat, which it does see as an emergency storage of energy. It doesn't want to lose that fat. Um, you get some people that walk around naturally very lean, but it is not a healthy position for your body to be in such um, low levels of body fat. That's why it takes a lot of work. Uh, and over time, your body will fight back and, and that's what you need to remember here. So every week that goes by, yeah, you're looking a little bit better, but you might start to begin to feel a little bit on the poor side. Uh, I don't think initially, I don't think it will, like you're going to get some bouts of hunger and perhaps lower energy and stuff, but I don't think initially it's a big deal. Uh, it is just something that you need to be aware of. The deeper you get into this deficit, the worse that feeling will become. Your body does not want to get lean and it's going to fight back. Your hormone, your hunger signaling is going to mess up through your ghrelin and your leptin. Um, you can fatigue faster. You can be hungry more often. Um, and your mind can wander and it can be very difficult to stay on, tight, on point sometimes, which is why you need to ask yourself, how important is it for me to get lean or the shreds in the first place? Like, do you just want an Instagram picture? Is it to feel confident on the beach? Um, is it just because you love a challenge? You've got to find an important enough reason why, because I can assure you when the time comes and you're very hungry and you're low on energy, unless it's important to you, you're not going to stick to it. So being able to resonate with a reason why initially is going to be very important. Um, and I think that's something that straight off the bat we, uh, we need to keep in mind is that your body doesn't want to be here and it will fight you back. Um, and you're going to have to do more than what you want to. Uh, we as human beings, we aren't used to these feelings. Like we're not used to not eating when we're hungry. We're not used to resisting that urge to eat. Uh, we're not used to feeling low on energy and not being able to do anything about it. Like this is just something that we're going to have to tolerate because we know it's part and parcel. And then as you get leaner and leaner, you've also got to consider things like 
your ability to maintain conversations might go down. You've got to consider things like your libido, your sex drive is going to go down. It might even disappear in some people. How quickly these things come along, your energy, your hunger, your fatigue, your your libido, these will all be individual um, dependent. And for some people it might come in really quick, for some people it might last a long time. But these are things that you've got to be aware of and it's something you need to go into knowing. Because if you just go, I'm going to get some abs, having no idea, then you're going to feel terrible and you're going to be like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> and you're not going to want to do it anymore. So it's understanding the process that the leaner you get, the bigger into the deficit you get, this will be harder. Um, And it is just embracing that fact. So we've got an idea of some of the things that can happen, uh, of some of the side effects. Uh, What we need to consider here as well is optimization of the process i.e. how can you look your best at the end? How can we make sure that we're losing a kilogram of fat or as close to that as possible and not muscle? So I need to walk you through some things here to make sure that you can keep as much muscle as possible. Um, We've got three main factors to consider. We've got protein absorption, keeping that nice and high. There is a definitive argument for actually upping your protein as you go into a deficit, obviously to continue to support that um, muscle um, sort of building synthesis and that's not the right terminology but basically making sure your body's not breaking down muscle um you've got to consider your ability to sleep because sleep is where you're going to recover you break your body down in the gym you recover at night through sleep obviously with adequate nutrition and then most importantly we need to consider gym performance um this this is particularly true for those who've been training for a little bit of time what built the muscle will keep the muscle. I have no, no, no idea why people think it's a good idea to go to lightweight, why it's good to go and do high reps. Like somebody that does that, please, please message me and tell me what the thought process there is. Um, whether it's more expenditure or what, I don't know. But your body's built this time up using muscle because you've got very strong and very good at movements. And then for you to stop doing that and, and half the weight isn't going to serve any real purpose. Um, so really trying to maintain or improve your performance as much as possible is going to be essential because we don't want to lose 12 kilograms and half of that be muscle, do we? We want to make sure that we're, we're, we're maintaining that as much as possible. Um, so I think that's three things that we really need to keep in mind when we're doing this. How good can I keep my sleep? How good can I keep my gym performance? Can I stay on the ball with my protein? Uh, and just being clever with your sources there. Now we can talk about things like, right, we've got some hunger coming. How can we, how can we combat that? And the answer is we can't, not really. Like you're like you're not going to get abs or beach ready without experiencing some form of hunger, some drop off in energy. Unless you're naturally very lean anyway, it's just not happening. Um, so all you can really do there is you can space out your meals accordingly. Perhaps you're more hungry at night and less hungry in the day. So you'll pull calories away from earlier in the day to put in at night while still drip feeding protein in. I don't think it's a good idea to intermittent fast all day, um, especially when we're trying to retain muscle. You want to keep protein drip fed in there. Um, you can look at things like staying adequately, adequately hydrated, even drinking more water. It'll help keep you full. We can consider the um, applying more of green veg to our meals. That fiber is going to help keep us full uh, and it is a very high volume food for very low calories. Um, and those are some things we can look at straight away. I myself, I am a fan of hot drinks, tea, coffee, but coffee is only earlier in the day. Chewing gum, all these things will help. But just keeping yourself busy. Like if you're going to sit on the couch and feel sorry for yourself, then that's not going to do much. Um, keep your mind busy, keep active, uh, and these things will really help. Then on the energy front, again, I do feel like placing high priority tasks within the day 
where your energy is best or important. I.e. if your energy starts to dwindle at night, which is a thing because the leaner you get, the more your body sort of shuts down as the day goes on, you're going to want to work out earlier in the day. You're going to want to do a lot of your cardio and your steps in the day so you can go and chill out at night. Um, I think these things are important as well. Place your high energy demand in tasks where your energy is high. What's important to you? Where can you fit it in? Um, we also need to consider the body's ability to reserve energy. So as you continue to get leaner, your body, as I said earlier, will fight back. And it's going to start to do things like you might notice that you're not fidgeting as much. You're maybe not moving around as much within the day. You're not necessarily... Um, you're just not moving, essentially. And that is your body's way of trying to reserve energy because you're using it at an alarming rate and it doesn't like it. So there might come a time where you notice this and you might be getting the rate of loss that you want, but it might be appropriate to increase your step count here to combat the reduction in caloric expenditure through daily movement, if that makes sense. So let's say your step count at this point is at 12,000, but you're, you're not moving around much across the day. Then perhaps it would be worth upping it to 14,000 to keep that deficit the same, to keep that rate of loss the same. Um, and it's, it's just been very mindful for the process, um, looking at where your energy's at, looking at where your, your hunger's at and things like that. I suppose we could also ask ourselves the question of, okay, so we've got our rate of loss. We know what to expect. We, we know that sometimes we might be able to preemptive, but how do we make changes once we've made the initial changes? Do we drop hung? Do we drop food? Do we increase cardio? And I would say this can be individual dependent. The deeper you get into it, you might need to be a bit more calculated with your with your decisions. So say you're at the halfway mark, you're generally feeling okay, a bit hunger, but you're okay. Uh, cardio is moderate. Then perhaps a food drop could be warranted. Uh, and just for um, for mentioning it, you're never ever going to drop protein. It's going to mainly come from carbs, maybe a little bit of fat, depending where you're at. But fat is an essential macronutrient. We don't want to rid the body of that entirely. So make sure that you keep that in mind. Uh, but let's say, for example, your your leg days are beginning to suffer and your legs are heavy all the time because you're doing three hours of cardio a week. Then at this point, maybe you know, right, it would be silly to continue to up my cardio because my recovery demands are too high. My gym performance is dropping off and I'm not getting what I need to. And remember what we say back, going back to gym performance, you'll begin to lose muscle. So food would be the option this time. Let's say, for example, on the height, on the contrary, that you're you're quite hungry, you are hungry, um, to the point where like it's a problem, your your food craving and things, and you're you're really struggling. And cardio, whilst moderate to high, let's say you're doing two and a half hours a week you feel okay. You're still able to perform in the gym. You can get through the cardio. Uh, and most importantly, you can get through the cardio at a consistent rate. Track these variables, whatever you're doing. Uh, like for me, I'm on the cross trainer. I will watch what level I'm at. I track how many calories I'm doing within my 40-minute session. Not because I buy into that, but I know that if I'm burning 450 calories on that machine for 40 minutes, then I should be doing that every time. Doing 350 calories, whilst it might not be accurate, I know I've not worked as hard. Um, but yeah, that time you could be like, right, I'll increase my cardio because my recovery is still okay. I can get away with it and that's what it'll do. So that would be some logic behind when we'd maybe make a cardio versus a food change. Next question we've got for ourselves is how much food do we change? How much cardio do we change? How do we change our steps? Um, and we want to soak up the most from the least, uh, but we do need to remember the timeline. 
So let's say the deeper into the timeline you are and the further you are behind, you're going to have to be more cutthroat with your choices. There's just no two ways about it. If it's important to you, you're going to have to be more cutthroat. I've seen that where, uh, let's take James, for example. I've, I've seen me take just a little bit of calories from him. I've seen me increase his steps, increase his cardio, decrease his food all in one go because we've got work to do. Um, but as a rule of thumb, I generally wouldn't increase steps by more than, say, 2,000 a day at a time. Um, cardio... It depends. Let's say, for example, you're doing four half-hour sessions, then maybe I'd go up to, wait, so I said four half-hour. Maybe I'd go up to five half-hours. Maybe I'd go up to 5.35 minutes. Um, I would never increase by hours at a time, but I feel like you could justify anywhere from 30 minutes to 60 minutes at a time. Um, it does just depend. And then as you get deeper into the the, the sort of diet, you'll, you'll drop that down though. I will say that. Uh, and with the food, again, the deeper you get into it, the more moderate the changes are going to be. But I don't see any reason why initially you couldn't be dropping anywhere from sort of 130 to 200 calories per day. I would think other than on the initial, initial dietary change, I don't think there'd be any real justification to do more than 200 calories a day. It should be like 50 grams of carbs. Um, and then as you continue to go on, we've got to be reasonable here. We've got to be realistic. Dropping 10 grams of carbs to decrease by 40 calories a day is probably not realistic. Um, some females I might drop by 80 calories a day. Um, that'd be 20 grams of carbs just because their the caloric demands are lower anyway. It's going to have more of an impact. But most guys, I'd be changing anywhere from 100 to 160 calories drop per day. That would be through um, 25 to 35, no, 25 to 40 grams of carbs a day. Uh, and it's just assessing, like, this all sounds so simple in theory. And it is, like, in all reality, you just need to continue to be able to be in a deficit at your effective rate of loss, adhere to the plan well, monitor your gym performance. Um, but it obviously goes much further than that because as you get further into the deficit, fatigue goes up and you need to manage that fine line between over-fatiguing um, but not doing enough. Uh, and that's where, again, having an honest set of second eyes to get you where you want to be would really help there. Um, so another thing I want to talk about is refeeds. You might see people probably more stage competitors at looking at refeeds. Uh, now, the majority of you, unless you're very lean, will not need this. And if you need a refeed, it'll be later in the in the, in the the deficit. So if you're three weeks into a diet, you're not needing a refeed. If you're eight weeks into a diet, you're probably not needing a refeed. If you're very, very lean, this is where we've got room to play with. So we need to understand that if we're looking at maximal maintenance of muscle mass here, you're going to deplete your body of what's called glycogen, which is where your carbohydrates are stored in the body as glycogen. So as you further deplete, your muscles are going to become more flat because there's less glycogen in there. And there might come a time where you're getting really flat for a very long time and we just want to have a top up. Uh, Vaughn has a really nice analogy of this and that imagine you're digging a hole of mud um, and that you're getting less and less mud out. And then you put sand in to fill the holes. It just sort of sieves through the holes. You're not actually putting any more in, but it becomes easier to keep digging. So if you're very lean and things are looking flat, if you're very lean and progression has stalled, um, it might be worth um, doing that. You've also got to consider that if all of a sudden the weight starts falling off you. So I feel like me, for example, I've lost like two and a half kilograms in the last week and a half. I have enough body fat that I can get away with that. If that was to continue to be that case, we'd have to top up and refeed. Um, like if you're getting to that lean stage and you're losing more than a kilogram and a half to two a week, you would just refeed, um, which would come mainly through carbs. That would be a story for another day. But the majority of you wondering about refeeds, you probably don't need it. Females in particular probably don't need it. Um, some tools that you have to break it up, the longer you have, the more you can play about with this. But tools to help can be refeeds. It can be dietary breaks uh, where you go up to maintenance calories for perhaps three to seven days. Uh, and these are some of the ways that you can combat that. It can almost break it up and it can be a mental 
relief. Same with refeeds, to be honest. It can be a real mental relief. You've been dieting for 10, 12, 14, 16 weeks. It can really catch up with you. Mental fatigue is just as real as uh, physical fatigue on the body. So yeah, I wanted to sort of break down some of the concepts you could look at here today. So we've obviously looked at um, how we could change things, some of the feelings to expect, timeline, rate of loss and stuff. So I hope that there are some things that you can take away from this podcast here to understand and apply it to your own journey so that you can be careful of these things. And it is just remembering to be brutally honest with yourself. If you're not seeing the rate of loss you need to, you need to increase no matter what you think, especially if you're working with a timeline. Um, because if you keep giving yourself time, you're just going to make it harder and you're not going to get to where you want to be. But on a more positive note, hopefully this helped. Hopefully it elaborated and opened your eyes to some of the things you can expect. Uh, you can expect. And what I want to reiterate this one more time, being lean is incredibly fucking hard. Being very, very, very lean is incredibly hard and it will hurt. Like it's, it's, well, be one of the more physical, physically demanding things you'll ever do in your life. Um, physically demanding before anyone gets triggered. Um, and just ask yourself, is it worth it? But at the same time, I love a challenge. Uh, it is also one of the most rewarding things you'll ever do. Like getting a six pack for the first time in my life a few years back was one of the coolest things I've ever done uh, and it's something that I would advocate time and time again if you have a reason to do it if you just like a challenge if you just want to look good feel confident then I'm all for it uh, if you want to do it for social media maybe not because when it comes down to it you'll feel shit when you cheat on the diet because you can't handle it um, but anyway yeah hope that gives you an insight as to some of the things you could expect um, and a more honest sort of in like a, a look at the the whole concept of getting lean. Uh, any questions as always, please feel free to message me. I'm just on Spotify, uh, on Spotify, on Instagram, just on uh, Liam underscore McCarry underscore CBM. Uh, any shares as always would be great for this sort of thing and uh, just to increase exposure. And I hope that you took something away from this and we'll catch up again soon on the next one. Cheers guys.